In today's world, we are increasingly dependent on technology. Our business and personal lives rely on it, but as you've probably noticed, it's unreliable. They promise it'll get better, but it usually gets worse. Our computers are slow, so we end up squinting at smartphones and tablets. We live in constant fear that something's going to happen to our personal data, so we're scared into paying for fake protection that proves useless when disaster strikes. Update attacks, fake Wi-Fi, cloud control, and other industry scandals are designed to keep the money flowing. The jokers we pay to fix our stuff have no clue what they're doing, so they do a virus scan and then wipe out our precious photos. Intelligent, successful people feel intimidated by the chaos and think it's somehow their fault. If they only knew what the industry was doing to them, they'd get torches and pitchforks. If only we had someone to explain it all in plain English so we can start protecting ourselves. Oh wait, we do! It's the Computer Exorcist Podcast with your host, Mark Anthony Arena. From the Wallace Memorial microphone in my home office, overlooking the can of worms in downtown Rochester, New York, this is the Computer Exorcist Podcast. Welcome, folks, to the very first episode of our second year, the very first episode of 2024. It's our second year doing the podcast. I'm so happy you are here with me. Uh, we did 50 episodes last year. I was trying to do 52 to make it even, but I just that I got overwhelmed. So that's that. Um, so today uh, we have, if you noticed, we have a new theme song for this year. Every year I like to change my theme song, keep it fresh. Uh, and if you remember me from 10 years ago when I did local talk radio, I always had a fresh theme song because I love music, and I have probably, no kidding, around 7,000 songs in my collection. So, at the very least, I want to put a new one up once a year. Um, I have so many great songs I want to share with you. Um, So thank you to Dennis Jones and his band, Wilkes Booth, who gave me permission to use this song for this year. Today is a special guest episode. I have a special guest named Hank Eater. And I met him through one of the many, many um, networking meetings I've been doing through a Zoom. And I believe it was the the mini Shark Tank episode. Is that right, Hank? Probably was. It was either that or it was Polarizing Network or it could have been both. Or it could have been both. Yeah, and that's a heck of a group, right? Like a lot of, and we might have talked about this, but like a lot of these groups... um, Oh, you know, I did an episode with Daniel Andrews, if you know him, and yes. I think, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and we talked about how polarizing networking group is so different, because it's not just fake people showing up with their resume, right? It's real people, they're a little bit too raw sometimes, but yeah. They're... It can be very raw, but, you know, I would say about polarizing networking, I've met some really fantastic people through it. And they all are authentic business people. They're entrepreneurs, every one of them. They're not, uh, you know, they're with their hand out, you know, trying to get something from you. 
Exactly. Which is very wonderful. It's a great opportunity to make connections. And we made a connection through it. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like that, right? Where, where I'm not just a guy with his handout. I have a point that I want to bring across. This is something important to me. This is something important that I think should get out there in the world. And hey, if you want to hire me, great. I don't care about that. I'm here to help people and get my point across. Um, yeah, so Hank is just such a nice guy. You know, I, I just said I had such a nice talk with him recently, and I was on his show. And what's the name of your show? It's called The Home Business Success Show. And, and how do people listen to that? Well, they listen to it on bizradio.us on Wednesdays at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, or they can um, go on to bizradio.us and find the uh, podcast link because all of the shows after they go on the radio station are all put out in the podcast world through Buzzsprout and where they're fed to all of the uh, popular podcast venues. Yeah, and that's so essential nowadays. Like, who has time to sit in front of the radio at a certain time? I mean, I love that from from ages ago, right? Where it's well, it's Thursday night, and the you know we're dedicating our Thursday nights to to so and so show, right? Like when I was little, it was I think it was Sunday night, America's Funniest Home Videos, and I sat in front of the TV on Sunday night. But nowadays, people just uh, they want it on demand, so that's cool. Um, you know, Hank gave me such good practical advice, right? Like he didn't charge me anything up front and that's a key, right? It's just, I'm going to give you a little tidbit. If you like it, then you get to know me and trust me, right? And that's what he did. You know, he looked at my website and he said, okay, that's pretty cool. But why do you have your testimonials on the homepage? Plop them on your about page where they belong. You know, just real simple, practical advice. And what I, what I expressed to him in our first meeting was, I'm so overwhelmed. It's me. It's me. It's me. It's always me. And everyone needs me. <clears throat> and um, if you remember, Hank, what you told me was my business was based on Hank doing stuff. So instead, I built a team. And that really very much inspired me because right now, for the past 15 years, it's been Mark doing stuff. And we need to change that because it's not, it's not even, I mean, at this point, the demand is so out of control, right? It's you know, here I am with a little cup and I'm trying to fill up my cup of water at the faucet, but Niagara Falls is coming out. You know, the demand is so crazy. Um, so tell us, Hank, a little bit more about what you do. And, and if you if you want, tell us how you went from Hank doing stuff to a team. All right. Well, what I do now with my team is at Hank Eater PR and Marketing I'm the one-stop shop for all things that will get your business out there. Uh, you need a logo, we do it. You need full branding packages with, um, you know, a branding book with all your typefaces and colors and iterations for all the places that would use them across all the various media. We do that. You need a website. We do that. You need branded content. You need to zoom in on your message who are you trying to reach? You need to know that, and we can help you find that. And once we find that for you, we can help you address your customers' pain points so that what you are offering really is a solution to a problem that they're having. And that of itself will increase your conversions because people really want to know, what will it be if I get into this? How will it help me? How will it help my business? 
and that's something that really will help your business. Then branded content, everything that is on your website or on your social media, everything should should be in consistency with that brand. And we do that. It's a one-stop shop. We are a one-stop shop and myself and my team. So, uh, and that's yeah. Great. You know, if, if a business owner, you know, people say, well, what's my clientele? Everybody. No, that's not true, right? You focus on who's my clientele and what exactly can I help them with, right? You go to McDonald's and you, you walk up there and look for food. They're not going to say, well, we got a lot of stuff. No, they have specifics, right? Yes, they do. Uh, I don't partake of any of it, but. <laughs> right, right. But I'm, it's random example <laughs> I, I just thought of. Yeah, yeah. I had to throw that in. Yeah, I had yeah. to throw that in. Yeah. And so, you know, the advantage of having that one-stop shop is that it's all unified across the board. We can assure that your message is clear and strong and appeals to your target audience and that everything you do that's connected to that shows that. Everything is connected to that and everything you do or say or write or or get involved in in your business is right on brand and right on target. So Brilliant. that's what we do. But now you asked the question about Hank doing things. And for a number of years, that was my so-called business model. You know, okay, you needed content writing. Hank did it. You needed a website. Hank would build that website. You know, you needed uh, whatever it was you needed. If I could do it, I would do it. But the problem with that, and, and I'm sure you're seeing the same issue, is that that is not scalable. It's only, you know, you can only do just so much as you want to. Now, I'm an anachronism. I'm a boomer who can build websites. But wow. I, came to the, I came to the realization that over the last, uh, say, four years or so, as it's become more, you think it would have become simpler to build websites, but it hasn't. It's become oh, yeah. more complicated to build actual quality websites. Uh-huh. And when I'm talking websites, I'm not talking about a little Wix site, you know, or a little, you know, some little monument to somebody's ego that they build themselves on Wix. Yeah. Not that there's, uh, I'm not putting down Wix, but, yeah, you know, yeah. I built serious sites, e-commerce sites, shopping carts, variable products, branded messages, oh, all that. Wow. But how many... How many websites can I build in a week right. or a month? You know, when I'm in the when I'm in the trenches doing all the work. Oh, so that wasn't scalable. Oh, so, let me tell you, I am painfully, painfully aware of this. At 15 years of 12-hour days mm-hmm. of it, Mark doing stuff, and, and I've tried. I tried having employees. I tried having apprentices. I tried having that, and they just and, and the most recent guy said to me, he goes, Mark, you don't understand. He said, I'm a smart guy, but you don't understand how much material you're throwing at me. You know too much. He said, you're going. He told me, my guy Matt last year. He said. He said, you you need to separate things and have one guy specialize in Wi-Fi and one guy specialize in... And to me, I don't get that because to me, it's just, oh, well, it's, a, it's seven topics. But he's like, you need to have seven different guys. Um, but I'm so grateful for people like Pod Computers, my local buddy, um, you know, where I send stuff to specific things, right? Cracked screens, hard drive cloning, specific things. Um, and he's taken such a huge burden off of me, I can't tell you. So I'm in the beginning stages of finding people to, to take the burden off of me, you know, specialists. 
Right. Well, in our conversations that we've had before, I see that what you're working on is training the next generation of computer exorcists. And these would be people that would not necessarily be your employees, but would run their own businesses. Exactly. So they're motivated to get out of bed. That's right. And if they, if they, if their why is to really help people like yours has been, yes. that will that too will motivate them to get out of bed. Yeah. But by doing that, you'd be taking a lot of the burden off yourself by by setting these people up. And, and two things there. Number one, I mean, I don't care about money. I'm always going to eat. I have a house now. I don't need anything else really. But it's it's that helping others, right? Right. If I just if if once I find people to help others, I don't care. I can retire. Um, but, but the other thing, my mom said this years ago, she goes, Mark, there's no you, there's, there's only one you and, and no one else. I said, yes, that's true. But we got to get some people out there, you know, who are almost me or whatever. Yeah. You won't find another you. And that's been part of my own issue over the years that had me take so long to come to the realization that I really needed to have a team that could do the work you know, in the so-called trenches. And that's the, uh, yeah, that's the fact that, you know, nobody's going to do it quite like me, especially the writing part. You know, I'm still, right now, I'm still doing the writing part, but I am looking for, uh, for, for partners who will do the writing part. But it's like I didn't want to let it go because maybe they won't do it as good as I do it or they won't do it the same way as I do it. Exactly but, my problem. Uh-huh. But you know what I discovered, especially in the website arena, as I as I took on these partners who who would do the website, for example, I found people who were younger, faster, more capable right. than myself. Right. And the result is incredible. The result is better than I was providing before. Yeah. And one of my buddies, um, another different dentist buddy told me, he said, Mark, he goes, you're a battlefield surgeon. He said, even if you train a, an, an assistant and they're 80% as good as you, that means you're saving more lives, right? Now you've got you plus another partial person out there saving life, you know, and, and that's the thing. Even if I taught you like five basic sentences, Hank, and you went out there and helped people, you would still be better than the guys at the big box store, right? Even if I, so I have to remember that it's, it's, we have nothing to lose, everything to gain and anyone on earth, I could train anyone on earth to be better than big box store. That's true. You know, we bring up the big box stores and I'm not going to mention any names because it's better not to mention any names, but there's a very popular big, big box store where people bring their computers, uh, not necessarily for hardware issues, but for, you know, their system is slowed down. Things aren't working like they used to, and they need tune-ups, so-called tune-ups. And that big box store, I was flabbergasted to learn that that big box store takes that computer, hooks it up to the internet, and they go into foreign countries. They go to India, they go to Pakistan, and they have somebody there working on the computer that was brought in. Nobody in that big box store is actually that's doing crazy. any of the repair work. It's being done by someone that's outsourced from, from another country. And my whole joke is that the people at the big box store have less than 14 minutes of training, but it sounds like it's not them, it's it's the people, you know, and I love Indians and Pakistanis and all that, and I know a lot of people and all that, but but those folks have less than three seconds of training. I mean, every time I go to a computer 
that that's just been rescued from that place, you know, from their destruction. I'm cleaning up after their mayhem, and the things they do, right? They they'll they'll take the entire contents of the prior computer that the person had and dump the entire contents into the living room floor of the new computer, so to speak, right? Like, what if you bought a new house? And they, your movers took your walls and your floors and plopped them in the living room of the new house, right? They take <laughs> the irrelevant information from the old computer, plop it into the new one. You can't find what's important to you because they bury it under all this irrelevant garbage. And they throw away the old computer so you have no backup, right? The old computer always acts as a backup for me. That's so important. I mean, you take the old hard drive out of the old computer and that's your backup. They've never heard of backup. No one, none of the victims of Big Box Store has ever had a backup. It says, oh yeah, they said I didn't need a backup because I have a new computer now, so I'm okay. And mm-hmm. I do have a client who has been a client of mine for a number of years, and he does take his computer into the Big Box Store because in the city that he lives, he just doesn't know where else to go. Ooh. But uh, I've been talking to him recently about backups, and it was almost like, a, a new conversation. I need a backup. Why do I need a backup? Because what if you woke up tomorrow and this whole thing was gone? What do you do then? Right. So you need a backup. So Even then I had to start explaining that. about external drives, you know, and, 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 you know, apps that will transfer your stuff to the external drive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I'm validated right there. You're seeing it too, you know, and, and whoever he is, we're going to find him a local guy. You know what we'll do? If he finds a local homeless guy on a bench in his city, we'll teach <laughs> that guy for three minutes and he'll help him better than the big box stuff. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yes. <laughs> tell me <laughs> um, Tell me how... One of the things that came up, and, and I'm very much against AI, but, but um, because it's you, I like you, and, and so tell me... <laughs> Tell me how you use it in a proper context. Using AI in a proper context, well, it depends on what it is that you're setting out to do. You know, some people are just using AI to do dazzling things on social media. I saw something the other day that someone asked an AI art program to do an illustration of picture yourself in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies. And the result was this magnificent, you know, orange, you know, this beautiful psychedelic kind of illustration of something from blue sea in the sky with diamonds. But as far as practical applications for AI, there are practical and ethical applications of AI. Now, sometimes if I'm doing research on a topic for a client that I know very little about, I may make AI my launching off point. You know, ask, uh, uh, most of the time I use BARD rather than, uh, the other one that's popular that's that's not in my oh chat gtp jet gpt and that's only because chat gpt in the beginning didn't like my phone number for some reason it yeah. wouldn't validate you know and say you know it's just a cell phone and so why i don't know what need the problem to use your was. phone that's part of the two-factor scandal right and the know your client scandal you don't need that's- someone's phone that's right. Well, then I got into um, Bard. So I'll ask Bard a question about a topic. You know, I say, Bard, I have to write something about such and such a topic, you know, uh, uh, whether it's a blog post about such a topic or some kind of a an informational paper about the topic. So I ask Bard to give me the information. So then I look at what comes through. 
and I learned some things about that topic. But I do not, nor would I ever take what Bart has given me and hand that over to a client as having been my work. Uh -huh. So I could take the main points. It's like when I was a reporter way back at what almost seems like another lifetime ago now. I was a news reporter. I even worked for the Miami Herald for a time. Cool. And as a general assignment reporter, I learned the art of assimilating information that prior to that I knew nothing about, then putting it in my own words and getting it out there. And that's basically what I do with AI. But there's another caveat yeah, with you just AI. Do your research and then put it in your own words. Sure. And like any, I do right. research and then I put it in my own words. But there's another caveat. You cannot assume that all the information you get from AI is accurate. And uh -huh. AI has even been shown to have certain biases. But the Whoa, point that I'm bringing yeah. up. Whoa. Yeah. But the main point that I want to bring up is that, you know, you and the listeners can, can check this out on Google. There was an attorney who did his research to go into a courtroom for a trial. He used AI to do the research, and he went to that courtroom and started citing cases that were precedents for this wow. case that would be relevant, you know, to get his client uh, exonerated. Uh -huh. And what happened is that those were not real cases. Those were actually made up by AI. So this guy went into the courtroom and made an idiot of himself by not having at least taken a few minutes to look into, because all of those those law treatises, all of the law books, all of those things have online counterparts now. You know, you don't sure. have to open up a tome, you know, that's that's 3,000 pages. It's all online. So, he so somebody checked, fact-checked him. He, well, I guess somebody in the courtroom, somebody, you know, the opposing attorney maybe oh. fact-checked him. But he came out of it looking bad, and he was censured by the Bar Association, but he didn't lose his license. He could have lost his license, but he did not. So, yeah, AI is a powerful tool. It's a great jumping-off point. It can be used for any number of purposes, but you cannot rely on it as being an authority, particularly on anything. And if you're using it for writing, again, for example, you should... Uh, take the information and put it in your own voice and in your own style and never take AI and call it your own. So yeah, that's, that's my, my recommendations for AI. Yeah. I just, I don't like the reckless abandonment, right? All the bros, right? The sports bros, they pop their collars and, and all right, we made money on Bitcoin. Now we're going to push AI. And they just, it's a bandwagon of, yeah, everything has to be AI from now on. And it's going to solve all the world's problems. You know, it's just like the gold rush in 1849. It's the same idea of people just crawling all over each other, right? Like the Walmart Black Friday, just people crawling all over each other. And, and not thinking about consequences. That's my main criticism with my industry, is that all this software is just foisted on humanity all day long with zero, zero consideration of consequences. Um, what? <clears throat> Let's see here. So that's so interesting. I'll, I'll tell you something. I'm writing a book. My next book is going to be a personal one, uh, non-technical, just about some tribulations I went through years ago. And I've got, it, it's a two-parter, and I've got probably 200 pages of notes for each part. So I got 400 pages of notes here, 
And and there's a little thing inside of me that's tempted to just plop it all into an AI thing and let it smooth out all the notes and, and make it into a thing. But I just, no, it's going to take me years to write this, but I want this in my own words, right? And a lot of it is just notes where it's like five sentences of the same concept, right? And I want to squish them together and make one good sentence. But they're all, like, each of the five sentences are all good. They're all gems, and I just want to make sure I have the good pieces of each one, right? But that's that's up to me, right? If it's something I didn't care about, maybe sure throw it through an AI machine. But but it's something where I I really I want to pick those sentences and I want to really reflect who I am and the point I'm trying to get across. It's very subtle points I'm trying to get across too. Right. What I think you might be able to do with an AI assist is to take those notes if you if you fed those notes into AI and ask them just to take. Uh, the the the, the topics that were all related, you know, yeah. take and 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 categorize those, you oh, know, and push them groups. together. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so they can then take your whole thing and and make your notes so that they're you know more more linear in in that right. sense. So at least there and and one of the the first phase I have to do, and I'm only halfway done with this phase, is just taking all those snippets and and putting them in in buckets, you know, to the uh, similar topic buckets. Yeah. So you could probably so get could, AI to, to, to help you with that. And I could probably have it do that without modifying any of the words. Correct. Just, just that, rearranging that correct. the sentences. Just, yeah. Uh, huh. Put these, put these, these topics into, into categories, into related categories, yeah. that kind of thing. You'll figure out the wording. Yeah. You know, you mentioned I, I'd really much rather hire a human being. I mean, someone out there is hungry for work, you know, Right. But when you've got 400 pages of notes, uh, yeah. So, you know, you think about that and do whatever comes, you know, from within your own conscious, your own conscience mm -hmm. to do it. You know, you mentioned when we first started talking about an AI joke. Yeah. Yeah. I, now you've got me very curious. Oh, yeah. We're <laughs> going to do these. Absolutely. So and, and yeah, I mean, chances are I'll probably just do this myself because I'm honestly looking forward, Hank, to a day where my normal day job, right, of, of being a computer exorcist, you know, I'm looking forward to a time when I can delegate a lot of those calls, and then I'll have the time to do what I want to do in life, which is sit on a back porch in Florida somewhere and, and work on this, my next book. Um, so chances are I'll just do it all myself, but that's interesting. I didn't know you could just have it categorized without modifying the words. Um, <clears throat> so normally I read an article for my guest, but this time, instead of, you know, I, I was looking through my notes and I said, oh, maybe I'll find an article and, and I'll bark about it and I'll make Hank comment on it, whatever. But we've already done our commentary on AI. I think it's time to do a couple of jokes real quick here um, and, and then we'll call it a day. We'll keep it a positive episode here. Um, don't let me forget at the end... Um, we got to tell people about your YouTube and what you're doing with MC Bizbooma because I think that's so cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah, TikTok yeah. and YouTube. Yeah. Um, what is what? What? So it's MC Bizbooma, right? And and what right. is that? It's got two Z's. MC Biz B I Z Z Booma, like a boomer. Uh, to put it as quickly as possible. Uh, I was in the Whole Foods store in Asheville, North Carolina, and I went to the checkout and I looked up and the 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 cashier, I could have sworn that was Snoop Dogg. 
I mean, he was tall. He had he looked exactly like him. And I looked up at the guy and I said, you know, you remind me of somebody. And he said, yeah, man, I know Snoop Dogg. And then he said, then he said, I wish I had his millions. I said, well, can you rap? He said, no, I can't. He said to me, can you rap? I said, well, I sort of can. But who wants to watch an old gray white guy boomer rapping? And then I, I, I told that we were talking about polarizing network earlier. I told that story to the guy who is, you know, the uh, the originator, the 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 boss dog at polarizing network, Sajad Hussein. I told him that exact story. I said, "Who wants to see an old gray boomer rapping?" And he said, "Nah, dog, that'll blow up." Yeah. So, <laughs> so henceforth. MC Biz Booma was born, and every morning on TikTok, YouTube, Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, you could find MC Biz Booma uh, rapping about business. It's 15-second little raps about business, and it's you know it's done in 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 rap. So you know it's it's, it's funny clips that don't take up it's a lot of clip. time. 15 seconds, but there's a lesson in each and every one of them. And, and yeah, yeah. And although it's funny and it can be it can be considered, you know, just total satire for those who want to see it that way. But for those who can discern the business lessons in it, it's very it's valuable. It gives them value. And that's yeah. MC Biz Booma, B-I-Z-Z. Check it out. Look it up. And if you like it, follow it, follow it on YouTube or follow it on 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 TikTok. And so, I'm yeah. On Mini Shark Tank, when I got on there, the episode where you guys helped me out, everyone said, Mark, look, it sounds like you're a smart guy, but your message is so negative. I was up there, you know, this is garbage, this is garbage, this is garbage. All my listeners know. They know me. But uh, one of the things you guys said to me was, hey, you know, do a positive message. What do people want? Here's how I can help you, right? So, so, and I'm ever since then, I've been conscious of, okay, when I give a speech, it's, hey, folks, do you have a problem? Yes, I'm going to outline the problem accurately and, and thoroughly. But now, by the way, I have a solution for this, right? It's here's here's the problem. Here's the positive thing, right? So as overwhelmed as I've been with my industry and my workload, I have to remember the, the end goal here, the end thing is, look, I have a solution. Um, and here's how we're going to help you. So same thing, when I watched your MC Biz Booma, I watched a couple clips, and I loved it how how you had these positive messages, right, that, that the young people need, especially right now, where, you know, if you see someone coming at you who won't give you a price, and it's just, well, if you have to ask, you can't afford it, you know, then run the other way, or, or take care of yourself first, like that simple message of self-care. Like, take care of yourself first. For years, Hank, I used to eat Burger King four times a week, and I was so stressed and didn't work out. And and so that, you know, I was I was overweight for the first time in my life. And so, yeah, that simple positive message. Um, so if you're ready. Um, yeah, I just wanted to take I just wanted to take one minute and share today's today's boom. I'm not going to do it really in, in rap. You can. But I'm. But I'm Go going ahead. to tell you, you know, you have to pitch, but it makes you nervous. When we learn to nail it, it really starts to serve us. When you solve your client's problems, you've done them a favor. Knowing this with certainty will make you even braver. And that's today's MC Biz Booma. 
there are little jewels that I drop in rap. So, yeah, right. I, I'd love to have all of your listeners join my audience and uh, pick up the little the little gems that Biz Booma is sharing. And, you know, and, and, and one last time, so what's your, your website? Well, my website for um, Hank Eater PR and Marketing is Hank Eater, E-D-E-R, HankEater.com. And it explains all the different things that, that I do with my team to make your business even better. Aha, uh-huh. that's great. And and yeah, that you know what's funny, Hank, just speaking to your Bizbooma topic that you just said of the day, like years ago, um, when my maternal grandma was alive, she would call me a lot of times and I would say, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed, these people don't stop, I'm so overwhelmed with the clients. And she said, Mark, just remember something. She said, you're doing a work of mercy for them. You're saving these people. Because so many, so many times I would tell her stories of the people I would, you know, that the scammers were trying to get tens of thousands of dollars and the scammers were trying to get them and I would save them and I would protect them and I would prevent, I've prevented countless, we'll never know how many disasters I've prevented, right? So she just reminded me that positive message of Mark, remember, like you said, you're doing them a favor and it makes you braver. I love that. That's, yeah. So. Because so many people have trouble selling what they do because they they feel like they're 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 belittling themselves somehow by selling something, but the yeah. bottom line is that for people who are in business, if they don't sell things, they don't have a business. They have something That's to sell, point. whether it's whether it's a service, whether it's coaching, whether it's a product. I mean, some people have some awesome products that make your life a whole lot easier, especially in the digital world, and. If you show your customers that how it's going to transform them, how it'll save them time or how it'll let them focus on the things that really count to them, you are doing them a favor. You're doing them a big favor. So in a sense, you end up selling without selling. When you know your unique value proposition and your customer's pain points and you legitimately have something that solves your customer's pain points, you're doing them a great favor. You're right. So, yeah, you're yeah, you're selling, but it's a very ethical form of selling. Right, right. Because I, a couple things, I mean, in a prior life, when I was really young, I was really shy and I never wanted to sell anything, you know, and I hated cold calling. And my best buddy's dad said, Mark, he goes, you're a good salesman. I said, what are you talking about? He said, not a cold caller. He said, but you're good at selling something you believe in, right? Because I never sell anyone. I never push anything. I'm not the big box store guy with the popped collar, right? I'll never sell or push, but... I do believe in, obviously, my whole message, and I, I push that adamantly um, of the, the, hey, you don't need all this stuff, and hey, turn off all this stuff. And um, So you're right. You know, when I know deep down that I'm doing someone a favor and I'm actually helping them, like if you heard an episode a couple weeks ago I did with Professor Justin, he said, Mark, I don't do business unless both sides win. Right. That's uh... That's a very uh, win-win approach, yeah. It is. So, all right, final thing of the show. We're going to read those AI jokes here, Um, and we're going to... So, there's... And this was very early AI, right, a couple of years ago, Um, and it could have been written by a comedian, who knows, but this this joke's been going around the internet for a while, Um, so there's a couple of them I'm going to do for you. So, the joke is that somebody told an AI um, bot to write a obituary for somebody. So here goes. 
Brenda Tent retired from living at the age of old, surrounded by family and natural causes. A librarian from birth, Brenda was an avid collector of dust. <laughs> she had a sweetheart and married her high school. She, she loved having hobbies, hobbies and helping her sons to be disadvantaged youths. <laughs> she had no horses but thought she did. The church gave her a choir because she sang like bird and looked like bird and Brenda was a bird. She owed us so many poems. The funeral will be held in 1977 at Heaven. In lieu of flowers, send Brenda more life. <laughs> that is a very good one. I don't think that the AI could have written that in 1977. But at the same time, that's that's tremendous. And that is kind of like some of the stuff that maybe even today will still come out of AI. If you're not Oh, careful. yeah, it's yeah. always going to be, you know... You're always going to need to proofread this stuff, right? The mind of man is holy. Um, that's so... All right, here's one more here. This is hysterical. This has been flying around the internet for a while now. And a so there was this comedian who claims that he forced a, an AI bot. Let me get his name here. Okay, Keaton Patty is his name. And he claims he forced an AI bot to watch a thousand hours of Olive Garden commercials, and then asked the bot to write an Olive Garden commercial of its own. I can imagine what this <laughs> is going to be. Oh, man, this is good. Um, <laughs> Olive Garden commercial. Interior of Olive Garden restaurant. A group of friends laughs at a dinner table. A waitress comes to deliver what could be considered food. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I like Olive Garden, by the way. I'm a real Italian, and I still like it. And I went with my dad and my brother the other night. Um, okay, waitress says, pasta nachos for you. We see the pasta nachos. They're warm and defeated. Defeated. <laughs> <laughs> Friend one, the menu is here. Waitress, lasagna wings with extra Italy. <laughs> we see the lasagna wings. There's more Italy than necessary. <laughs> the friend too. I shall eat Italian citizens. <laughs> uh, waitress, unlimited stick. I guess they mean unlimited breadsticks. We see the unlimited sticks. It is infinite. It is all. <laughs> friend three. Leave without me. I'm home. <laughs> waitress gluten classico from the kitchen uh, we the gluten classico we believe the waitress that it is from the kitchen we have no reason not to believe it. Uh, friend four says nothing friend one looks to friend four and says what is wrong with friend four friend four says nothing friend two friend four what is wrong friend four Friend four smiles wide. Her mouth is full of secret soup. <laughs> <laughs> Announcer. Olive Garden. When you're here, you're here. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> That's brilliant. Even though Olive Garden is, you know, it's a chain and it's pretty commercial, but there's there's a lot of good stuff that, you know, it tastes good. There's it's it's not like going to your your little neighborhood Italian restaurant. You know Billy Joel's scenes from an Italian restaurant? You know that song? No. A bottle of red, a bottle of white. 
It all depends on your appetite. I would say, look that up. Scenes from an Italian restaurant, Billy Joel. It's not like your neighborhood Italian restaurant, you know, where you're the, 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 the owner's mother is in the back, you know, doing all the recipes. Yeah. But it's, it's tasty and it's, it's, it's decent. It's good. Yeah. Right. See, we're learning about gray areas here tonight, huh? There you go. It doesn't have to be terrible. It's totally decent. Um, That's right. But absolutely. I mean, I'm all for the mom and pop. I, I go to this place called Nick's that's local and and he's he's real deal like he was friends with louis armstrong and duke ellington i mean he's real deal and his food is unbeatable very cool yeah so this has been like a lot i have found this to be a lot of fun being here with you today so glad yeah. so glad you know i was looking at my schedule for the past few days like oh i gotta do this podcast i gotta do this i gotta do that but when i'm in the seat with you i'm having a ball and um, thanks so much for doing this, Hank. Uh, HankEater.com, E-D-E-R. Um, he, he's so insightful and such a nice guy, as you've learned today. And thank you, Hank, and come back anytime. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure to be here with you. All right. I am Mark Anthony Arena, TheComputerExorcist.com. Buy my book for everyone you know. And remember to question everything that the software industry tries to foist on you. And we'll talk to you next week. It's all-